From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. In fact, you can watch my new film, The Go-Getters, because it's being released on December 25th. You can check it out on iTunes in Canada and the U.S. It's also available on Amazon for DVDs and Blu-rays and a lot of box stores, all the VOD services. Check that out. It's hot off the presses right now. If you like this show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show... Check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 90, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ouellette, the director of such films as After Party and the recently released Prodigals, which you can get on iTunes and other such VOD services, as well as Nicholas Carella, who wrote those movies and acted in them, as well as other things such as The Birdwatcher, Murdoch Mysteries, Bates Motel, and The Good Doctor. And we're going to sit down... And watch a film together. Alright, we're sitting down to watch Scrooge. I'm Jeremy. I've seen this film many, many times. Uh, I'm Nick Carella, and I have never seen this film. And I'm Michelle Ouellette, and I have also never seen this film. And and so, what, and you get, we're about the same age, I Yeah, assume. roughly. I hope so. I hope I'm younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roughly. Yeah. I think 80s babies, we'll say. 80s babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... So how is it? Because this is prime eighties. This is like eighty five. I want to say. Uh, it, wow. Well, that's why I haven't seen it. I was so young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will say I did. I cheated a little bit today, but I didn't. It's nineteen eighty eight. Because I was, was like, eighty eight. Yeah, because I was like, how come I've never even really heard of this movie? Oh then, wow. Yeah. And we had I, different I did, childhoods. I did a quick <laughs> Google. Yeah, we were just talking about that on the way here. My parents didn't really like to watch movies very much, so oh, okay. That, that's why I was probably never watched it. Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to ask you how you how you never came upon it. I love that you never heard of it. That that's to me is like no wonder when I was saying to you, I'm like, I think we're going to watch uh, Scrooge, and you're like, like almost like spelling the word. You know I mean? <laughs> you're like, it's that's rude. not how that word like, goes. <laughs> yeah. like, you're like with Bill Murray. I was like, okay, I love him, so that that sounds like fun, and I love Christmas, so yeah. So what? Um, I guess what do you know about the movie? All I know is that Bill Murray's in it, 1988, and it's about Christmas. Something to do with Christmas. Is that right? That's You're bang on. All those <laughs> things are 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's, well, it's, a, it's a play on the idea of the Scrooge story, right? Like the probably the ghosts of Christmas past and all that. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, I, mean, I like that story. Okay, so yeah. and that's, and that's about all I know about it, too. It's a, it's, a, it's a modern retelling, but with a wink. It's smart. Like It's, it's very self-aware. Sure. You know what's actually funny is that I consider myself a Bill Murray fan now, but I think it wasn't really until, like, other than Ghostbusters, I think Groundhog Day was the first time I really, because I, I, I remember seeing, not seeing this movie, but seeing, like, ads for it or, like, catching clips of it on TV and being like, 
it just looking like something I would never want to watch. Yeah. He, he seems so unlikable, but I guess he's playing Scrooge. But now I think about it, I, just, I was like, I was like, I can't. I, this does look something I never. But watched. not if I do like Groundhog Day, right? Love Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's no more unlikable than that character is at the beginning, right? Right. It's okay. lovable, unlikable. It's like sure. that thing that Bill Murray kind of does in every movie. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. for the, he plays the curmudgeon. You know, and he plays it so well. We gotta, we we should. Gets, we should make a project where we're like, you're just gonna play a really nice guy. He wouldn't do it. You're the, sweet, <laughs> the sweetest guy. He has no interest. Wait, isn't that still true? That's the whole thing about he has like an answering service. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a true story. He has a 1 800 number that you call and he might check. You might get a call back from Bill Murray. Anyone could call it. We should just call it and be like, with this thing where you play a great dad. You have a shot. You have a shot. <laughs> if you can find, if you can find the number, I don't know how you find the number, but I'm sure you can. You can. I'm sure if you if you six degrees of Kevin Spacon it, Kevin Spacon, Kevin Bacon. Well, Kevin Spacon is pretty. You good could uh, probably get access to the number at some way if you if you reached out to enough people. We gotta try. Maybe we'll try that after. You should try it. <laughs> you can't can't hurt you, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Could you imagine? Because he is like known for like. Like, you know, crashing people's weddings and yeah. like coming to birthday parties and stuff like that. So, why yeah. not? Because uh, he'll he's probably a listener of the show. Oh, yeah. And, and I, he'll, I, I and he'll, like, now, now he'll know that, like, that was like we planned it. Oh, he's gonna be waiting for it now. <laughs> he's like, Where, they haven't, where's the call? I check the message every day. Um, yeah. So, that's I'm super excited for you guys that you've never seen, especially that because I was because I know you mentioned made a comment. That you you had very low expectations of this movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Just just because I just have a vision. All I can picture is him, and I don't, maybe I'm mixing it with, with Groundhog Day. But I have a vision of him watching a television, and it's very desaturated, and that turned me off. I don't know why it is. I don't know what that vision is. I don't know. There's nothing to do with that in the movie. Is that don't... from Lost in Translation? Yeah, imagine it's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, then it becomes Francis Scarlett Johansson in this movie, right? And then, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, this Very is like... different. Oh, I can see that. I mean, there is television involved. I won't say how. But, so I know, uh, is it a clip. I, I, I'm telling you. It's like, that's I, great. I'm, like, I'm like, who wants to watch this? Oh, this, I mean, I, I don't want I, I, I didn't want to say this before, but this is, is my favorite Christmas movie. All right. So it's because I, I, I didn't want to oversell it because it's I think it's I I'm a big you said you love a Christmas story right like, or no Christmas Carol like you like I that do, story I do I love Christmas Carol yeah same as like th- it's between this and Muppets Christmas Carol and both <laughs> and both are the same story yes <laughs> um, but also I just love this story in general and I realized I think after I made the film that my first feature film was actually a remake of this story but oh, in a wow. totally different context it was about a guy. Um, trying to make sense of his relationships and going to visit his three exes. Amazing. And it was, I was like, oh my god, I just, I turned the exes and the ghosts and the exes and, and had this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sue uh, Matthew McConaughey? Didn't he do a movie, The Ghost of Girls? Ghost of Girls? I think mine came out just, no, I, I was never going to win that lawsuit. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, hey, listen, I know you've been, you've been, you've been scouting in Canada for your next <laughs> yeah. big. Also, very, very public domain. Yeah, yeah so that's I would have zero legs to stand on. That's true. Uh, until they find out that you are like the estate of like Charles Dickens has been passed on. Usually, you're a distant relation. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What else uh, is there? Anything else that is worth you guys? Do you know who directed this movie? No. I'm gonna uh-huh. guess. I don't know. Is it Harold Ramis? No. No. Richard okay. Donner. Really? Yeah. Of Superman. Richard Donner of Superman, of Goonies, of wow. Lethal Weapons. Goonies. So he, right. he, he made this between the first and second Lethal Weapon movies. 
You have to have me back on the show for those ones. <laughs> I haven't I watched Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, also technically a Christmas, a Christmas adjacent movie. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas time. This is not Christmas adjacent. This is Christmas, Christmas proper. Right. Uh, and this episode will actually drop on Christmas Eve. That's oh, perfect. Right. When everyone's exciting. avoiding their families, hammered in the closet. Or you're driving just, home. That's right. Not hammered. Or just in the, in the days following. Anyway. So let's not get. Let's not say too much because okay. I'm just so excited. All right, you guys. I'm excited too. We'll, all right. we'll have a time to talk about it after. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Okay, we just finished, and I really liked it. Yeah, I'm smiling ear to ear. I'm, I like. <laughs> I, uh, I I I didn't think they were gonna get me with a tear. Yeah, well, and I had a tear twice. I had a tear twice too. Yeah. Well, I know your your one was because you mentioned it aloud. Yeah, when I said they got me when the when the well, first of all, actually, the first time I got the tear, I don't know if we can talk out of order. Is that okay? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Can talk about it. I was gonna say, but towards the ending, like first of all, the impassioned speech, the Bill Murray speech, which I, which I thought was starting out like kind of cheesy and out of place. The thing is that he was so into it like I felt like he like actually maybe the actor was talking about how like I don't know I got in, into it so my tears started there and then the second then I really got it when you know when Tiny Tim sp- speaks it's like so I can't t- Tiny Tim spoke I can't help for it. me and then the brother talking about his brother like Aww. that to me when he was I was like oh yeah when you got there. you got you got you there, right? Yeah. I did, I did. I had like a little That's bit of a, a, a moment there. That makes me happy because I was in here going this time, going, "Ooh, is this speech really preachy now?" Does it? But it's like that's that's so happy. To, it makes me so feel so happy that it's like, oh no, it still works. No, that speech actually. Okay, I mean to paraphrase it for anybody else who is a black hole film for, uh, um, you know, is the, the idea of like giving every day and giving of yourself and like being a human being to other human beings. I think that's more timely now. I think that's why it was affecting me. Um, Because I think about it. We live in a time now, like even worse than the 1980s about the division between like rich and poor. And like, you know, you have people putting Instagram videos of like destroying, like like spraying bottles of champagne at clubs. Like it's so cool to like waste money when you have so many people like living below, below the poverty line. When you hear a speech so impassioned that way. As I said before, I'm like, oh, it's going to be this Christmas spirit type speech. But the way he was talking and like how kind of sim- like simple kindnesses, I was like, man, I think we actually do need that. Yeah. No. So anyway, it got me. I was surprised. I was surprised at that moment because I was like, I was like, oh no, we're wrapping up, and we're. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> nice. Amazing. And you can never do that now. I don't think any time you could just have like. Rolling on an actor, just kind of like, because I don't feel like that was really scripted. I don't feel like a lot of it was really scripted, to be well, honest. Bill Murray notorious for throwing right. the script, right, right. So I'm sure he took the essence of it and just riffed and rolled with it. Which and is that's what, what it feels like. It feels repetitive. If it, it, it's because it's messy and clunky in the way that it feels real, because he's kind of repeating himself a little bit here and there. It's not a clean, perfect speech, yeah. but that's also what makes it beautiful. Yeah, I think actually, maybe he could feel like he was losing the room almost. You know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, I don't know, I, as an actor, I think, my, you know, I, I've been known to throw away a script once or twice, too, and sometimes it doesn't work very well. And, uh, you know, when you try to get him back, it felt like, and, but it worked. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was really good. So, overall, yeah, I'm just, I don't know how I avoided this movie. Yeah. 
Do you, do you know the image that you were talking about that you saw? Yeah, actually. Was I it think, from this film? I th- well, I think it was the... Third Ghost? Third Ghost in the TVs is what I kind of remember. I, th- I wondered if that was what it was. I didn't want to ruin anything because I didn't say anything, but yeah. I wondered if that's what it was going to be. I think it was that. Because if you see that out of context... Oh, I can see later, how cheesy that would seem. seem. Yeah, yeah, it could seem a little bit dated and you'd be like oh but also because actually and that's where i also when i said mentioned the desaturation it's like that was like a very blue scene the tvs were sort of like yeah whatever i don't know that was this thing that i just but again i must have seen that image as like a 13 year old as opposed to like a you know even someone in my 20s i would have thought it was cool actually if i could mention i also thought that the the like i liked the effects in the movie except for just the one where he stuck his head through the door I actually oh, sure. That's the only one that feels off. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, this really holds up. Like, I was thinking so much more, like, uh, like especially when he held him through the window. Yeah. I was like, that is a thing, a better effect. Like, I felt more scared for the character than I would in, like, today. Like, for the, the, like, the way the visual effects work now. Because I think with a friend of mine who works in vis effects was actually saying to me, the reason why I feel that way he told me why I feel a certain way is that he's like, he goes now everything, you know, everything's fake, you know, like yeah. you, you, you watch two transformers fighting each other. You're not like, how did they do that? You like, you know exactly how they did that. computers. Yeah. yeah. Where that it's kind of like, Oh, that was like a really like subtle yeah. effect. And then you really felt like he was high above and I like it better. Actually. I, yeah. We have the same thing. It's funny. Even like I watch a ton of older movies with my son and it's funny, like, we'll watch a new, like, we'll watch a, a movie like this and be like, how'd they do that? And yeah. we'll have a conversation like that. We don't have those conversations yet to modern movies because he knows they're all visual effects. Yeah. You know? Actually, even remember when we were watching, uh, we were watching uh, the, the Princess Bride with, uh, with our niece, she's seven, and the first thing she says is, uh, when, you know the scene where they're climbing up the... the, the oh, the, up the mountain. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's like... The cliff. Yeah, yeah. the cliff. She goes, she's like, oh, they must have shot that on a drone. Like, so no. she says, we're like, no, there's no such thing as drones then. She's like, well, then it's sideways, right? Like, they're just, like, crawling up the wall. We're like, no, that's, I, I, I'm like, I think, I'm like, the reason why it's so small, Claire, is I think that it was, that the, the camera must have just been really far away on another mountain. And her mind was, like, blown. That you would shoot it kind for of real. for real. Why would you do it for real? It's like, because that's the way you used to do certain stunts. It's crazy. Yeah. And it looks... Show her some Jackie Chan movies, like the Hong Kong ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, that's a great idea. She would love that. She would be blown away. Yeah, I think it was great. Yeah, actually, it's funny. We were talking about pace right before, too. I actually loved the pace of the movie. I have a couple criticisms, but I, I, sure. I do, but I do think I, like I, I was thinking just as we talked about it, like, we're really letting this play out. We're really like getting like a lot of backstory. I thought that it was like Tropic Thunder really needs to thank this movie for like their opening. You know what I mean? Yeah, of yeah. all like they're, like what a great way with all those uh, um, those like those commercials. commercials. I didn't teasers. see that coming. Oh, just no, the way it opens in Santa's workshop. Oh, yeah, Major shows up. Ugh. Yeah, I had no idea where that was going. I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I was doing the same thing. I was trying to piece together. I'm like, okay, so I know Bill Murray's in this. So is it like Santa sends him some <laughs> some whatever? You know, it's yeah. such a head fuck. Yeah, that opening. Especially for an older movie, when you're like, "What does this have to do with?" The-? You start like, to try, you start, in? you start to make false connections. Yeah, and then it's like, "No, it's nothing." It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was awesome. I was really, really great. Um, what do you think of the pace? I, I like the pace. I was engaged the entire time. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. It yeah. actually ended. I could have watched it a little longer, to be totally honest with you. I was like, "Oh, we're oh, 
Okay, the Christmas uh, Christmas future's here. Oh, that's brief. Oh, oh, now he's doing. They really yada yada through like the third got, ghost. They get it out. Yeah, they get they, they it really like they wrap it up like they need it to have it a certain time or something, and they're like we're we gotta. It felt like that because yeah, they did do a lot of development in the beginning and with the other two ghosts, but it, it didn't bother me. Well, I also don't know what else you would have needed there, too. I think they... Well, Bill Murray is on record for saying that he think, he thinks this movie is a disaster. Mm. No way, really. But I think it's also... He's like, they spent four months shooting a movie that he thought was just a giant mess. And uh, so, of course, he's thinking about all the stuff that didn't make the film. And, right. and, thought, and it was over long. And so I wonder if there wasn't some stuff that they shot that was cut out for that third ghost sequence. Probably. But it's like, but it's, it's similar to a lot of things where it's like, you know, the story of Annie Hall is that it was a giant mess. In wow. This three and a half hour movie. And the, the Annie Hall storyline was just part of it. And they carved out everything else and crafted that. But the movie really all took place inside of his head. And there was all these other sequences and, oh, wow. But it's like we look at a movie like Annie Hall or a movie like this, and we just see the finished project going, mm. oh, fuck, how, do, can I, how do I make something like that? But yeah. they were trying to make something else entirely, and this was the way they saved it. Wow. Isn't that a fucked up thing to think about? That is really, that is, really I mean, it explains a couple of things about some, like, t- some really interesting performance tonal decisions. But, uh, like, do you mean with Bill Murray's? Yeah, yeah. But I also feel like now that you tell me he thought he was making a disaster even at the time. You almost feel it. It's like, it's like I'm gonna throw spaghetti at the wall in this scene. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you everything, Richard. Hey, Richard, I, you don't know what you want in the scene. Neither do I. Guess what? I'm gonna give you everything in the scene. Yeah. And then you, but that's kind you of what makes magic out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, even I think there's. I read a quote today about how Bill Murray said that he didn't. Richard Don. They did not get along making the movie. Uh, I could feel that actually. Oh, interesting. And um, and said that he used one take. From the entire movie that he liked, that Bill Murray liked, in terms of performance. Wow. Oh wow. But I look at, but again, it's like I look at this as someone who grew up with this movie. Yeah. I loved it as a kid, love it as an adult, and I'm like, I don't know what Bill Murray thought he was. What, maybe he thought he was making something a bit more. I don't know, because he knew it was a comedy. He knew it was all this. So I'm, I, I just, I'm curious what the movie was that was inside Bill Murray's head. You know, because all we have is the movie that exists. Yeah, I, w- I wish there I was. Think it's a Chris, like it is based on another story, so you yeah. think he would know that. You know, if it's you say it's a you know Charles Dickens, but a cop with a comedy bent, like you think that that would be pretty clear. Yeah, up, you know to to what what it was, but yeah, because I, I think I said in, in the middle of it, I was like, Bill Murray's giving some good face right now. Like he's making like <laughs> some really broad. You know reactions and gestures and stuff, which you know, I enjoyed. But oh, I love that you I crack up at every slapstick moment. Like well, I even love the slapstick. Yeah, I even the ones slapstick. that were like, "Oh, that's not even a good one," and you're like laughing really hard. <laughs> I like the one, and then you told me that the, where he slipped, and you're like, "That was a real thing." In the restaurant, yeah. Movie. Yeah. Actually, uh, tidbit: Michelle asked me to add in a script that we're working on now. She asked me to add. As the exit of the scene, without seeing this first, which is funny, uh, uh, she said, can the character slip on like some cake on the way out? Just, like do a slide because I just find that that's so yeah. <laughs> Especially because he just gives this big in in our script, it's a big powerful speech, and just she's like, you just need to undercut the moment, have him just write it right in, right in that I know he slips that's on some like cake. Based on Scrooge. Yeah, now that was that. That's like yeah. Now someone will say it's a homage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, love, I love that kind of stuff. I, I, anytime you, you always need to undercut big emotional moments. Yeah, 
Kind of got to take the piss out of the character a little bit. Have them fall or yeah, know, something. something. Yeah. I was going to say that, that, yeah, so going back to the, the, the ghost thing, that was, I was going to say that it's interesting because I love A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And I often, I'm someone who like lives with like a lot of regret, actually, at trying to like, I come by it honestly, my mother is the queen of regret. So the thing is that like, I try really hard to train myself out of it, but I'm so surprised that they, of all the... Uh, ghostly would short is the future because I think that's the thing that I think that's what most people are most afraid of about like being like living a whole life and it being worthless or useless or not being remembered or legacy and it's interesting that like really he just didn't want his body to burn if you took it the scene literally yeah it's interesting know? they don't they don't really focus on the fact that there's no one else at his funeral right that there's no you know it's or it's just like when in the, in the original Scrooge it's uh, Scrooge is overhearing a bunch of people talking about some guy that died, and it's mm. like they'd taken his his linens, and he's like, "Well, it's the only thing that you know ever kept him warm." Mm. And and they're talking, just talking shit about this person that died, mm-hmm. and so scenes like that, which I can only imagine they had scenes like that, and they just for whatever reason pacing or or not cut them out. They, you just get glimpses. You get a glimpse of um, Calvin in like a psych ward, mm. uh, uh, Claire being shitty to kids and which not- I didn't buy. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the problem with the future one is, is everything feels so overly stylized. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's just a, it's kind of a weird choice that the movie made. Pickups for sure. Maybe. I don't know. You know, yeah. like you just to decide to reshoot. They're like, we hate this. And so let's do, these are all the actors we can get. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, but even know. like, but even just the way, you know, he comes out of the elevator in that hallway, he's, it's like walking through a fun house. Mm-hmm. He's walking down the slanted hallway. Yeah, it really felt stylistically apart from the rest of the movie. In a way that it's like, it like, why is it doing this? Because it wasn't like they overly stylized the past. No, or, and the, or the present, like either, either. Yeah, my one credit, the one thing that bumps me about the entire movie is the, the third ghost. I love the idea of the TV screens and that kind mm. of stuff, but it just feels that, like they kind of burn through that so quick, and then he's instantly changed. But then I love everything after that, and I love everything before it. I find yeah. that that's the one section of the movie I'm like, oh, I'd love to know what they... Third acts are hard. Third acts are hard. Well, no, but the after like, is, <laughs> yeah, is, 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 is okay. So it's like the second, like the resolution. Yeah. But it's like, that is the one weak part of the movie, of the, of the movie for me. I had a thought too, like he, so the little boy talks at the end and that's, that's a good moving moment, but didn't Scrooge give something to the family? Like in the original? He brought like, he had like turkey. Yeah, and, he sent Christmas dinner over to them. And he said, and re, and then he rehires Bob Cratchit. Yeah, like he didn't do, he didn't do anything. Uh, he mentioned, he, there was a throwaway line. That he rehires he Elliot. Yeah, he rehires Elliot, that's oh, right. Oh, okay, I that's might right. admit, I think I made And it. he has a throwaway line that he knows the head of medicine at NYU. Oh, right. So, so he's going to so he's gonna fix the kid or whatever. I don't he's okay. going to take care of the kid. Okay. But okay. the kids are all there. Like everyone, they bring everyone to him as opposed to him going to everyone else, which is, which makes sense. It keeps it cleaner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So like the, so, I mean, let's, let's talk about how like the comparisons to, uh, to the Christmas story and, and, or Christmas Carol. And, uh, and this. Yeah, I was going to say, because compared to A Christmas Story, there's a lot less BB guns. A lot less BB guns. Yeah, but yeah. there is a shotgun. There are several. That's right, there's there a shotgun. There are a lot of guns, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> With the guns and Santa had the guns in the closet, I was like, what? Yeah, that was your first big laugh, and I was like, oh, Mitch is going to like this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Silly. I like silly. 
Yeah, but yeah, but, but the comparisons, yeah. I, I was so the thing that so first we got it's supposed to be like a money lender. Scrooge is now a TV executive. Yeah, and I would say it's pretty accurate <laughs> about works. about like you know evil in the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, big business. Yeah, I think it's also interesting that that's like who you think is the low of the low. <laughs> like you know, like that someone is like that's the low of the low. Like you take someone who like you know forecloses on people's businesses versus someone who's like polluting the minds of the masses. And even the like message. Think about the end. He's like, "What are you doing at home watching TV on Christmas?" Yeah. Like, it's like, whoa! Does someone have an agenda? Yeah. Uh, the thing that I um, would the one thing I was gonna say when you talk about bumping, I just wanted to mention is like. Maybe this is just a personal thing, and now I can't call that 1-800 number and get Bill Murray to get me in anything after I say this, but I have a hard time with people finding him attractive. It's, it's charisma, though. I think yeah. charisma <laughs> goes a long way. Really? You don't think in Lost in Translation? I know you keep bringing it up. I know you do. I know. I always have a hard time. I have a hard time. <laughs> That's such a horrible thing to say. But I guess, you know, there's someone for everyone. Well, he but, was a, and he was a not a nice guy in this. So. No, he was, and that was but you know what? He was charming when they did Christmas past, and they were there, and she was taking the bath, and they were opening the Christmas presents. That was a really charming sequence. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I bought them. That's true. And actually, I, I'm a little bit actually a little bit sorry that Karen Allen had didn't have more to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like the the. It's like this is the thing when people talk about writing. You know, I hate when these people say strong women, but when whenever we're talking about like writing female characters or whatever, it's like it's not even about she didn't need to be anything different other than just more involved or have a more of a, a or have an opinion. Like I felt that was the, that was the other thing that also bothered me. Maybe just not about saying that just not finding him attractive, but I didn't see what I guess I guess in seeing how charming he was when they were younger. Yeah, but like he she she falls back for him real pretty, pretty, pretty fast, pretty quickly. Yeah. But she steps away too. She doesn't. It is a weird role. Um, I will say it is ex- far expanded from the original. Like in the original, it's, it's the character is Bella, and she's only in the flashbacks. We never see her again. Right. She's not integrated throughout. Uh, the little nod they gave to that is uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past's cab. It says Bella Cab Company. Oh, oh I, I didn't catch that. Catch that. Uh, this is the first time I caught that. Oh, oh wow. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and I don't cool. know why I noticed it, and I was like, "Oh, and then I thought that." But yeah, so the character is definitely far more integrated. But I will—that's a fair criticism. That yeah. it's like she—it is she is pretty easily to that. But then it's like, how old are they in this movie? They're like. I also think about people that as they get older, they're still alone. Mm-hmm. You kind of make compromises a bit easier than you would. You know, not <laughs> not not to, not to but not to like make excuses for the movie. But it's like, I kind of buy that. Like, I have a lot of friends that are getting, you know, in their mid-30s, getting close, and they're just like, well, maybe I just, I'm like, I, get, I get less picky. If I want to have, if I want to meet someone and have kids, I, I got to get less picky. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I guess, you know, if you're going to be less picky, you can go to someone who you had a connection with at some point, who you saw some good in yeah. at some point. And who now is super successful and super rich. You can fund the home. Claire didn't thing. care about that. No, oh, no, maybe no. for that. Well, her future self does. It's her true. Her future self does. Yeah. 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 That part's. Yeah, I don't buy that. I, I would think that he would. Yeah, I, I didn't buy that she would become mean because of him. If she stayed so nice and she was like the most pure person. Yeah, actually, and we said this during the screen during the, the, the watching it, but 
I have to also just give a shout out to her like eighties teeth, like the teeth in the movie. It's just so weird to see. Oh, Bill like, Murray's lower jaw yeah, is not. Strong. Yeah, and I, I'm like, does, is his teeth or are his teeth fixed now? Like, the thing that's crazy is, I guess I'm just so used yeah, to I seeing feel like everybody. Yeah, fixed now. Yeah, it's just so used to seeing know. everyone with perfect teeth, but like I, like, I really noticed everyone's teeth in this movie. But it's like. It's also eighties <laughs> casting where everyone looks like human beings too. Kind of amazing. Like Which Karen, Karen Allen isn't some kind of pinup. Like she's like, I think she's gorgeous. Me I, too. I had a crush she's on Karen beautiful. Allen as a kid, but it's like she looks she like a regular great, human being. Great eyes, great smile. Yeah, but like yeah. yeah, again, like wet bangs, right? In the movie, I'm just saying, like exactly, like it's like real people. Yeah. yeah. So she I was just, had a barrette. That's very of the time. I, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that at the end. I'm like, oh, barrette. All right. Um... But yeah, I like the, I like that everybody looks normal. No one looks overdone. And actually, no, what was interesting too, I kind of liked the, the departures from the like a Christmas Carol because like because you know what the story is in a Christmas Carol. And actually, I thought that like by splitting that the Bob Cratchit character, yeah, actually gave us more. Because I mean, get, it's a split. Thing. It's also a bit of the like the one trope of the Christmas Carol is the the people coming for like the money, not the money lenders, but the charity people coming mm-hmm. around so it's almost like he's a combination of that plus really the only function he he serves is getting uh the promotion although not really it's a weird one where it's like she really is bob cratchit yeah. it's really her yeah but then and then he i guess has a, a bit tinge to it but he's closer to like the the charity people that he turns away right that's true he's also like you know it's like you also were like, "Hey, it's Bobcat!" I, yeah, it's Bobcat. We got it's it's the eighties. Uh, was this? This must have been after Police Academy. Yeah, this is around that era. Yeah, right. So it's like he's like the hottest thing in the whole world, right? But it's, he but has is an it be- voice. But is it before Bob to, Hop the Trot? I fucking love Bobcat Goldthwait. You know, I think he's. Have you seen his movies? I like, guess the director. Uh, no. no, I haven't. He does. He does like, these political commentary movies, right? Like really dark comedies. Um, he did a movie we called Robert, with Robin Williams called World's Best Dad. That's oh, about okay. like. A, do you know what this was about? No, I don't. Oh shit! So it's about a, a, a father who is essentially a like a failed writer. He's desperate to be a writer, and um, his teenage son commits suicide. Oh my god! And so he actually fakes a book of poetry that's his own writing as his son's writing, and gets famous. And did that oh my god! Wow. It's a very dark, but it's also like there's a beautiful poignancy to the comedy. It's very very layered. Well, like best dad. He makes he makes some cool, interesting stuff. Wow! That you just everything me now is gonna maybe say about Bobcat. I'm just taking back because. I get so jazzed, and I'm like, "What a cool, what a cool thing idea. to explore!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's all thought of it. He has 33 directing credits. Whoa, whoa! He just started. He just—I uh, haven't watched it yet. I really, really want to. But he has a TV series called Misfits and Monsters that's supposed to be really interesting. Um, but he's—he uh, directed Pat. Os- he directs a lot of his stand-up. He directed Pat Oswalt's Annihilation Special. Oh, oh wow! Uh, yeah, he's uh, like he's uh, a director with some chops. I actually thought he was pretty credible when he was when he was hunting oh, yeah. Bill Murray. I was like, it's like I'm like you know, actually kind of a credible action actor. Like I was like I was like he was quite menacing when he dropped the like nerd act. Right? Yeah. I was like, whoa, this guy. Like, how is he not? 
Like, I mean, he could have had a, a sling blade, you know? Well, that's just the magic of, of Bobcat is, like, he can go from that one to the other. And part of it's the voice he does, you know, how he can go up. Is that his real voice? That so this is that... Oh, this is... This, this, oh. I think. The Bob, I used to do a Bobcat impression, but I'm not going to do it anymore. Oh, wow, you should do it. You should You should dust off the Bobcat uh, golf weight I don't want to do it. Jeremy. It's so good. Bobcat Jeremy. I just sometimes I don't want to do the impression. Just fuck off! <laughs> Actually, it was good. That's good. <laughs> it's not bad, right? Yeah. No, it was, no, good. It was good. But now I realize your actual voice kind of sounds like this. Yeah, it's not far. Uh, <laughs> this was the same year as Hot to Trot. Have you seen Hot to Trot? No. Oh, my God. Hot to Trot, Bobcat Goldthwait's probably only real leading role in a movie by himself. Um, he plays, I want to say, an advertising executive who ends up living with a talking horse played by John Candy. Whoa. Whoa. The voice of John Candy. Whoa. Is the horse. It's Wait a second. Does he have like a... I'm getting images here. Does he have like a... Like a t-shirt... Like a, like a bright t-shirt and like... Like a light suit? In Maybe. the poster? This is the poster. But it's like, yeah, he inherits a horse that can talk. Oh, you know what? And it's John Candy. is the voice of the horse. Oh. Oh, my God. Is Dabney Coleman? Is that Dabney Coleman in the corner there too? Yeah. Wow. I feel like I've seen, again, clips of this. Like My and parents used to have the movie channels when we were kids, yeah. you know, and they would tape everything and not watch anything. That's a very weird life. Yeah, so this is, this is after Police Academy 4. So he's, so Bobcat's known for that kind of stuff already. So he's, you know, they're playing on the trope of Bobcat playing the crazy guy by having him playing this button-down exec. And so yeah. the audience is just waiting for him to lose his shit. Yeah. that's the kind of character he's known for, right? Mm. Wow. Actually, I was surprised at a, a lot of the the actors that you know that you see, just like in there, like Wendy Malick, just like yeah. I was like, oh wow, like everyone did start somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. Do you know who the guy that plays his dad as a kid is? No, his who? brother, right? That's his brother. Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of his oh, stuff. Oh, in real life. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's cool. also in Groundhog Day. He's in uh, in Meatballs too oh, okay. somewhere. He's uh, Brian Doyle Murray, I think is his name. But yeah. He's, but I didn't realize until recently that that was his brother. Oh, I love that. I noticed that. I was like, I was like, oh, good show. Good way to put you. The thing is that they don't really look similar. No. But it still was kind of a cool thing to have like someone related play his dad. Yeah. 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 Same as the guy, I have to look up his name, uh, that plays Ghost of Christmas Past, who has this like amazing look and character actor, but it's like, I don't remember seeing him in anything else ever. Yeah. I, wasn't he in? He's a pal of Murray's as well. I think he must have been like a in, New York theater actor. Because he looks familiar of like, but then I was like, I was by as I was looking at his face, I'm like, oh, bug from. I'm like, no, that's not bug at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, like that. But I feel like he must have been in like, I don't know. Like I, I was gonna say, what happened to that actor? But if this is his only role, then there's someone out there that I have like to look him up. I think he also, I think also something might have happened to him. <laughs> uh, I feel like is uh, is part of the truth as well. But you've also got Anne Ramsey, who is who's in Goonies and Throw Mama from the Train. Oh, yeah. that's, ma- that's, got, that's Mama Fratelli. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. got the smallest part in here. It's probably just because her and Richard Donner know each other. Yeah, and actually, who else did I recognize? The brother's friend playing Trivial Pursuit. Oh, yeah, I couldn't remember who it was, but that was yeah. also an actor I knew. Yeah, I, like recently he was in um, Mad Men, if Mad Men is still recent. That was like the, the alcoholic... Like the 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 guy ends up pissing his pants at a meeting, and then he becomes sober and gives Peggy a new 
Lease on Life? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, he's an actor that I recognized. He's an actor. He's a professional actor. <laughs> Whose name I I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but I was going to say, because like, I was actually also surprised, like, because especially I was waiting for, like, a lot of the, like, like, there was, like, one, like, one very mild, slight gay joke. You know what I mean? Not really any racist it's jokes. It's pretty I was kind of like, good yeah. for the time. Yeah. yeah. It seemed progressive for the time. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Like, even, like, yeah, I, I would say, I would say that, uh, you know, there was actually surprisingly, uh, surprising a lot of diversity on screen. Yeah. I was like, wow. I'm like, that was really kind of cool. Yeah. And like, not nothing parts, you know, which was like kind of neat. And, you know, so I, because I, I was waiting for like, you know, why do I have to hate this movie? I guess he used the word pussy. Yeah, but it's the ghost of Christmas. Pr- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> agging him on to that point. Yeah, uh, there. Yeah, it's like you've got. Yes, yeah, so your Bob Cratchit is a you know a single black mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess that in itself is a little bit. It's a bit of a trope and cliche. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, like like she lives in the, this. Uh, that's the only thing I was saying. Like she's like this like executive. Well, uh, she's maybe not an executive. But she's an executive. No, she's an assistant. But she's like living in the bad neighborhood and blah blah. That maybe that was. Maybe she has a lot of kids. A lot of kids. She had a lot of kids. But you're also just supporting her mom too. Yeah, you're also setting up the fact that it's just like he's not paying her well. No. Right. Well, I mean, he gave her a towel for Christmas. (laughs) That was a very good towel. (laughs) I will say, to Grace, to Grace's credit, she didn't listen to him on the brother, but she still gave herself the towel. Yeah, no. She she gave her. She gave the brother the VCR. That's right. She cooked her one for herself, but Grace wouldn't do that. No, she wouldn't. No, yeah. she's the best. The setup is, I love, just like when he destroys the kid's picture. It's like, it's crap. Yeah. I don't want it on the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got like 11, yeah. <laughs> he's got 11 fingers. I love his little, like, you only see it for a second, but his little, his workout area in his office that has the definition for cross on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, now. A thing yeah. you nail people to. Yeah. I love that, too. I was like, of course that's the definition that he used. I love that, too. Actually, do you think, oh like, my God, the I names were all... that's his last name. Yeah, all the names, uh, all the na- and also all the names were like a little on the nose, but like not so bad. Like cross, something you nail people to Jesus, his birthday, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you have a, even the name Grace, right? Oh right, yeah. You know, is like it's all kind of Christmas themed. Yeah, you know, just undertones. Yeah. Uh, I what, what cl- the connection to Claire is? Is Clarence Clarence? There's Clarence the angel in To Wonderful Life. That's true. Oh, yeah. It's, thing it's also our niece. Our niece's name, so it's the most beautiful name. Uh-huh. That's it. They just needed the most beautiful name, so they do that. Uh, but yeah, no. But I just thought that you know those kind of. Do you do that when you write a script? Do you like when you do the names? Like, do you try to like put hidden meanings in the names? Oh, I either do that or they're random. They're so random. I used to. I used to put a lot of thought into names, and now they're often random. Although I try not to. I try to like think about background a little bit and I don't know but then sometimes the name just pops and it makes sense like on uh, like the last thing I, my my movie that's will be coming out next year the James versus Future Self that came from uh, Jonas has a rule when he writes a role for himself to play it has to start with a J like oh. all the characters oh. he writes for himself to play have to start with a J so I was like okay well, what ones haven't you done but then also for that I wanted the part of the trope of that not the trope part of the the gimmick to that movie is that there's an older version of of him. And I was like, well, I don't want to write younger, older, same name thing in the script. I want to be able to write two different names. 
and know that it's the same name. So, so let's think of J names that can be two different names. Right. So we ended up with James, so we could call his older self Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. Oh. And so I was like, that is how we did that. Uh, and so that one I probably put more, a lot more thought into than I, I have in other names. I think, I think the one thing I do do is I try not to repeat names between scripts. Yeah, and, I, and I don't yeah. know if I have or not, but I think I've gotten away with not having the same two character names in any script. The only time, the only thing I think about with names is is just not. Just I want it to sound like a real name. That's all it is. Like I don't want to stick out like, oh, and my, and my pal Mordecai. You know, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm in the middle where it's like I wanted to sound like a real name, but I also wanted to be something that you're gonna remember and not yeah. just be. You know, like was his name Mike or John? Because actually, in life, I mix up the names Jason and David. Like, if I meet someone named Jason, I'll for sure call that guy David. And like, just switches. Yeah, for sure, it happens every time. Jason and David and Rachel and Rebecca every time. Doesn't matter. I'll always do it. Yeah, and that's and so that's one of those because I I, you know that's a I know it's a good resource for names is thinking about athletes like baseball players. Baseball players have great names. I used to pull names off of movie posters. <laughs> oh, like uh, just like a like the the. Well, that's like, where like the um, billing block. Uh, so my <laughs> first film, the untitled work of Paul Shepard, the name Paul Shepard comes from a taxi driver poster. Oh. So it was Sybil Shepard. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. though I pronounced it Shepard because I wanted to play with pretension, <laughs> and then um, Paul, the writer, um, the taxi driver, Paul Schrader. Oh. So that's where I took the two. I took her first name and last name, and I put them together, oh, and that's cool. literally how I I named. So and did you spell it the same way? Yeah, like Shepard, but you just yeah, we the just pronunciation changed. Yeah, uh, Shepard. I was going to be like, oh, you just mispronounced Shepard, but that's cool. Yeah, Shepard. I gotta watch that movie now. I never saw your first movie. It, a lot of don't feel bad. It's when we had a bad distributor and then had to end up releasing name them. Say their name. How oh, I don't know if they're around anymore. <laughs> they were Industry Works, and they just kind of uh, they're a Vancouver-based production company, distribution company. But it was also it was my first film. I was just excited as shit that someone was willing to like put it into a theater and yeah, you know. So it's just like you take whatever deal you get because you're just excited that you're and getting into it. And what year did you all. make that in? That was the uh, the late aughts. So, uh, I want to say we shot it in 2008 and it came out in like 2010. So, I made one in 2006 we shot it. I think... It it, came out in 2008. And my point is, it was a weird time also because there was like DVDs were getting phased out. Yep. There was no iTunes. So, people sometimes will ask me my first movie, like, where can I see it? And I'm like, honestly, nowhere. Like, it, it... Yeah. It was on TV. It was a weird time. It was one of those things where it's just like... It, had, it played Is on TV. Is there Vimeo such thing as Vimeo no, back no, then? But, but it, like it's, it no. literally it's did play on TV until last year, so it had like, like a nine-year television it, life. It was that weird time, though, when when you're right. It's like the the DVD was on. It was just starting to decline, yep. but online hadn't picked up yet. At all. You know, so it was yeah. just like there was... So to be fair to the distributors, like there was a lot of weird... Like we They sold us a Super Channel. Yeah, um, yeah, same with us. And and that kind of, but that's did you did you were you part of the whole bankruptcy, bankruptcy claim? situation? No, we we were okay. Oh, I, yeah. I uh, we, we got we ended up getting we ended up getting half our money. But the, oh god, you're saying this in public. But the thing is that like oh, it was really interesting. Ago, because I think it's, it's for it's, the statute of limitations. Well, what's happened is that they that. outbid. That was the thing that was so crazy is that we thought we had to, we had this crazy license with Super Channel on on, on hooked on Speedman, and it was like. This 
crazy license that they only ever you know we only got half of because it was like you just I, I don't know if they knew they were I'm not going to go bankrupt I don't, I'm not going to go like no the, they filed for bankruptcy protection but anyway so that was a hard time so, so that was on there and then yeah it wasn't we there was, and that was, no, was that there the was first no time they filed for bankruptcy yeah yeah that was then, the first time oh, okay yeah, it's like a long long yeah probably about so we must have got with them right after yes if you did two thousand shot because we released it in two thousand and eight so. Yeah. So I'm saying I'm not surprised that it's not like because it was just where do they put it? Like the distributors also yeah, yeah. Have, like no place. But to you do you have a who who's your distributor? So we ended up getting we went with a smaller distributor and then E1 bought their catalog. Uh, so we ended up actually being really lucky because E1 put it in a lot of like it played on TV probably like Nick was saying for seven years, but oh, great. they never printed DVDs and it's not like there was no iTunes, there's no. Which is now? You you can probably get it on there yourselves. We yeah, probably I'm just wouldn't. having that thought now for the first time. Well, we were actually just thinking. I, I was just gonna put it on for free on like YouTube or something. Yeah, or we could put it on Vimeo, Vimeo or free. something like that, right? now. I know. I have the same inclination with the older stuff. It's just like, eh, it's like you're, it's, I, you're, I'd rather you have this good clean copy that I approve of for free than you torrenting some shit version. Yeah. Because wouldn't that be neat? Because I think honestly, it's it's a funny movie, so it would be nice to for it to be out there. And I mean, because I used, I mean, I know it was on TV. I used to get like texts all the time, be like, "Hey, what is this thing?" You know. Um, and also, I like seeing that movie too because I was over three hundred pounds in that movie. So yeah. that was. Uh, we should nice. do a first film DVD trade. If do you have DVDs of your? I think I only have one copy left. Oh yeah, I think I'll I see do. if I can track down another one though. Okay. In worst I, case, like we can do, I can do link swaps. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I have a DVD. I don't have it on a link, but I could rip it, upload it to a link. Yeah, link swap is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. That's so. The irony is, is that like you know we both made we've we've made movies in the last couple of years, and like like then they didn't want to make DVDs because DVDs are dying. There's no point in making them, whatever. And now it's like, oh, they're making, oh, they just put Prodigals on DVD. And yeah, it's selling on DVD in the United States. I'm I'm waiting for my distributor to like send our shipment of Go Getters DVD, DVDs. Yeah, yeah. It's like what I'm like. I was shocked. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, amazing. I'm, but and I and I, I, I literally said sorry to interrupt you. No. I, I literally was like saying like, oh, are these just like for us? These like, and they're like, oh no no no, these are like on sale. Like I was yeah. like, oh, I'm like, who, and who knew that like, for me, I was like, wow, I would love to walk past like a Walmart. Bin like a dollar oh bin and my find my God, movie. I would be you so know? stoked. That'd that, be on my Instagram stories for sure. I I was at uh, I went to film school in Niagara Falls, and there was this amazing. It's still there actually. This uh, used movie. No, it's it's a really video rental place, but they have a huge used section uh, called That's Entertainment. Oh, and so my family and I went just did like a weekend in Niagara Falls for fun last year. And and I was like, I'm so close to St. Catharines, and I'm like, and I, I I'm I go to use movie stores all the time, and I fill up on my collection. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm so close. It's one of my favorite. I'm like, I know I'm gonna be able to find a ton of stuff I haven't been able to find or upgrade VHS. My wife allowed me like an hour to go and browse, <laughs> and there was a copy of How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. That's oh. so exciting! I was like, oh, legend! <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to buy it. I'm like, not that I need. It. I got a stack of them. But yeah, it was like, exactly. I I'm looking around going. Yeah, so I just all I did is I moved to the front of the H pile. I was like putting it here so that it's the front. You just see when you walk in. You should have signed it or something. It was in plastic. Oh. So if you were, if you'd unwrapped it, it would have been. I I, I debated that. That's like a fe- what an ephemeral signature. It's like it's there until you watch the movie, then your signature's gone. That's true. It's like if they open it, it's no longer signed. <laughs> yeah. We did that. Um, 
the we shot in a in a like a used a very small used video store in Markham uh, in How to Plan an Orgy with Jewel. And Jewel went over, found like when it was going through all the racks. And whenever she came across something she was in, she signed it and then put it back in. Oh wow! So there was like there was like some like Firefly DVDs in there oh, and just some other random things that she she went inside and they just slipped back in. That's so cool. Somebody probably like got that and was like, "Holy moly!" Like, so why the fuck is this only two dollars? <laughs> it's crazy. It's autographed. <laughs> this person's like, "Not for sale." Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, that's so funny, man. Oh man, uh, how do we, how do we get on to the talking about ourselves? I like that's okay. That. Oh, it's, it's it's completely allowed. So that's what right, else I'm... about um? What other Christmas movies do you guys love? Oof. Well, I was saying Home Alone. Home Alone. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've watched that's a Christmas movie. And, uh, we were I was talking like Lady in the Tramp with my niece recently. I was like. That's like, a Christmas movie. Yeah, we 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 didn't know uh, it was a Christmas I movie. Oh, I guess technically, it's, is it Christmas or Christmas adjacent? It starts and I ends love, on Christmas. I love the phrase Christmas adjacent. Yeah, it starts <laughs> and ends Christmas. So I don't know if that's considered Christmas or... Because they get lady on Christmas. Is every Hanukkah movie Christmas adjacent? And Kwanzaa movie? Because they're like adjacent? No. no. I think... I th- for me, the, the, the difference between a Christmas movie and a Christmas adjacent movie is just like how tied to the themes of Christmas is the movie. Mm. So it's like a movie like this is like pretty... It's, it's about... It's, yeah, this one's a very Christmas movie. Yeah. So it's about, like, you know, family and, and giving and being generous and whatnot, where it's just like, you know, Die Hard takes place on Christmas Eve. So that's Christmas adjacent. That's really Christmas adjacent, but it's like the themes and the stories are not really about Christmas. Home Alone, Christmas. Christmas, Christmas movie. Adjacent. Yeah. Christmas that's a Christmas movie. movie. Okay. Anyway, Christmas. Home Alone? Yeah, it's all yes. about family. 100% Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 100% Christmas. Christmas. Trying to okay. think what else I like. Jingle All the Way? With Schwarzenegger? Did That's you? one of my black holes. You haven't seen it? Oh. No. It's actually one that I w- used I to watch at any time of year. Uh, people, <laughs> I, I, you're not the first It's not person. good. I watched it again recently. It's not good. Okay. It's uh, not good. I, would my kids like it, though? In Your I kids? Run? Yeah, I think so. It's a bit of, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good Christmas story about, you know, a father doesn't spend enough time with their kid, you know? Uh, but. Did you I, like Elf? Was Elf one for you? Elf, I love. I've Elf. seen Elf. Yeah, I saw Elf. I liked it. I thought you one day you were like, you watched this movie. I loved it. Elf, so yeah. surprisingly good. It was surprisingly. Elf good. is great. Yeah. Yeah, I did, but I can't remember it now. That's the thing is, I don't right. remember it now. Ah. Uh, Christmas movies. Well, the thing is, we were talking about. It, I missed so many. Like I've never seen. This is what's also crazy. But my friend loves. Uh, my friend Rick loves. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. And he was so upset that he that we'd never seen it. So he used to come and spend Christmas with, with us when he was living in Calgary and we were living in, in Vancouver. He'd come with us and uh, go spend it with us. And he brought a copy. He bought this like deluxe edition. And he's like, we're going to drink red wine and we're going to watch this tonight and whatever. And we didn't. And he stayed there for four days. We didn't watch it. So we said, okay, we'll save it for next year. He came. Same thing. We owned the film. Yeah. Never watched it. And then, like, you know, when you move and you get rid of DVDs or whatever. So, I, yeah, never saw that movie. You owe it to that man to watch that movie. <laughs> That's right. This really is your did. year. This yeah. is your year. You're going to do it. Actually, I, do it. I will say, I don't think this is a spoiler. You'll be surprised how little Christmas is in that movie. Although, I would oh. still say it's very much a Christmas movie. Because of the themes of Christmas. Yeah. Right. 
I would say that it definitely qualifies as a Christmas movie. Although I don't think it was like I don't think it was necessarily a Christmas release. I think it came out at a different time of year, but it's like, but it is just they played it at Christmas time, or something? yeah, it became a Christmas. Well, I think I was I was reading up in this because I was curious why it was considered like the best known Christmas movie at all. At one point, I think there was something to do, and I could be confusing this with another movie, but I think it's It's a Wonderful Life. It, it was like the uh, the ownership of it was in uh, like people couldn't agree on it. And so it was a movie that people could just put on TV anywhere and nobody could like claim the royalties to mm. uh, or something like that. There was some kind of loophole with It's a Wonderful Life where they could just play it whenever they wanted to. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why it became one of the best known Christmas movies was just by proximity, the fact that it was on a lot. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Things that like legend are made of. Yeah. I, gotta, I really got to watch it now. We got to watch it now. We used to have that DVD. Do you think that the the whole Hallmark barfing out Christmas movies at the rate that they do has kind of ruined the Christmas movie in some way? Like, what's been a... Because I was going to say that it's... It, like, when you first asked me in my, what's my favorite Christmas movie, I was like, oh, The Incredible Case of, of, of Benjamin Button. But it's nothing to do with Christmas, just we watched it on Christmas Day. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so that to me is like, you know, like we just... That's so funny. So maybe that's our... This is a, it's a Wonderful Life. But. I look at it this way, and this is not in any way to speak ill of Hallmark movies. I don't really watch them. But I know people that love them. I, know, I have a friend that writes... That just wrote one. And she's like so excited. I, I, I pitched two scripts, my, no one bought them. But anyway. And my mother-in-law loves them. She's like, this for me is what Christmas is about. Like, she will take them all and she'll watch them. That's just it. And that's and great. Things, and, and they bring her a lot of happiness. Then that's amazing. Yeah. I, I look at it as, I think in terms of like, I would say they do not ruin Christmas movies. Because I think they're looked at it in, in different ways. I think people look at that as like fast food. In mm. the sense that it's like... I know exactly what I'm going to get. It's not necessarily good for me. It's a bit hokey. It's a bit cheesy. It's a bit of a formula. It's all the things. But I like that about it. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care that it's what it is. It's comforting. It's, not it's comforting. It's, it's comfort food. It's exa- You're getting exactly what you're expecting. It's not going to challenge you in any really way. You're going to feel all the feels you want to feel. Did you talk to my mom? Because this is exactly what she... She didn't say, use the fast food analogy, but everything else you just said is literally... It, literally, what she explains when she because yeah. she right now she's got like the the PVR she's got so many waiting to watch them. Even yesterday, my cousin was over, and she said, "Can you not talk right now? I'm watching a Christmas movie." To him, yeah, like that. So I'm like, visiting you, yeah, you know, <laughs> to her guest. Yeah, you know, mind you, we were like doing hard labor for my dad, but but still, it was like, but still, it was like one of those really like it was really weird but she loved it but she the, what she said is exactly what you said it's about you know knowing what to expect I don't have to think I know it's going to be okay actually what she said is that since Trump's been elected we don't even live in America yeah. and she goes since Trump's been elected it's all I can watch I can't do watch anything with a sad ending she said no conflict no, no conflict yeah. whatever I get that pretty people nice houses I get that yeah comedies do well in, in wartime yeah. <laughs> now you need distractions. Are yes. they still making Christmas movies? Like, like, like wide release Christmas movies? Am I just like out of the out of touch for Netflix kids? Netflix has a lot of Christmas movies. Okay. Like, well, this Netflix is really their first movies. year. There's Netflix original Christmas movies. I just movies. noticed that. Yeah. I haven't okay. watched. We're saving. There's the Kurt Russell one, the Christmas Chronicle, or something like that. Is we're that saving on? it for this weekend. With uh, we're going up to our farm this weekend. Oh, fun! That was shot here, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a ton of Toronto people in it. Mm. Cool. Yeah. That's always fun. That's really crazy, yeah. 
What's your favorite? Are you Scrooge? Scrooge is definitely up there. It's it's one of the ones that um, I loved as a kid. I had it on. I taped it off TV. I think one year, and so I rewatched that tape. And of course, it's it's classic taping it off TV where there's scenes missing. Yeah, because oh you try to cut out the commercials. And they, yeah, and they cut. Well, they, and then they cut it to, to a TV two hour right, with the commercials. And so I remember then like the first time, and then like everything. I, I watched it too many times it wore out and I think I I've eventually bought the VHS copy and then had to have like a transition period where I got used to what the real movie was. Had, like, now these scenes are in order. There aren't these weird breaks that I'm used to having. <laughs> it's just flowing all the way through. Yeah. Goonies was the same experience. Sure. Yeah. It was like I had, you know, so it was like, oh, you're right. This scene is in there. Now, now I've watched it enough time in its proper way. I don't remember what those scenes are that were missing from it. But, uh, but I had, so I had the VHS copy too. And then I think it kind of left me for a while. Then like Muppets Christmas Carol became like my, my go-to in my, my late teens and early (laughs) twenties. So like for my early impressionable years, it was Scrooged and I went away from it a little bit. And then I remember when my wife and I first got together, I was at our farm, uh, which is like her parents country home. And we were just there, I think maybe the, one of the first years I was spending Christmas with them. And I just had this strong desire to watch Scrooge. I think they had, I think her dad had never seen it. Someone had never seen it. We were talking, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You gotta see this movie. So I scoured, you know, the Kitchener Waterloo area <laughs> video, video stores to try to find a copy. And then, uh, and then did, and then brought it back. And, that, and now I've pretty much watched it every year since then. So probably for the last 10 years, I've watched at least once a year. That wow. is awesome. I might make that a tradition myself. Yeah. No, it's I pretty enjoyed, good. I enjoyed it. It was really fun. Yeah, I don't know if I've shown this to my kids yet. Although, watching it now, I'm like, there's nothing in there that's worse than anything else I've shown them. No, I, I, think, it's pretty, <laughs> I think it's pretty chill. All yeah, well, like, what is the... It's pretty PG. A couple swear words, who cares? That's the other thing. I'm gonna throw that out there. Is like, Some except that, like, I also, man, Bill Murray, Bill Murray's gonna hate me. I also can't get down with him kissing people. Don't you feel like kisses weird? Like, it's like, the same note you gave before the attractive. You just don't want Bill Murray to have love. <laughs> it's like he extends his lips. He gets real close in his body. Like when he, when he first, actually, when he saw Karen Allen again, Claire again, uh, remember he's like opening her coat. Like it was fully like he was like feeling her up. It was just a lot for me. You guys didn't feel that at all? No. I didn't get that. I'm saying. No. And then he's like kissing his lips get really far from his face. (laughs) You you just have your own personal issues you need to get over, Nicholas. Yeah, I know. I don't get it, man. I don't. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to see anyone make up with anyone for long periods of time, but it's like. Oh, wow. Really? Well, I mean, in general, it's not my favorite thing to watch. Okay, that's fair. But but it's like, you know. I can see there's that one when they when he comes to the shelter and they're they're but that's just me going, Oh, they're getting they're awfully cutesy with each other very quickly. Yep. It's more of that, but it's like I don't mind as long as it feels like whoever he's with is enjoying it and reciprocal I, I think Bill Murray's fine as a kisser. Yeah, he was cute in that I'm gonna go back to the living room scene. Okay. In Christmas past. That maybe just maybe just that. adult problem. The Kama memory. Sutra didn't bother me. I was like, yeah, I was fine with that too. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I you know, it's like your your opinion is fair. And I have valid. like I have a very wide uh, spectrum of what I find beautiful. Bill Murray is just not. He's on not it. within that. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I you like Bill Murray. I like it. Well, he's just in my not, favorite movie. Just not as... And what's interesting, too, is this is his first time really playing a lead on his own, like, not part of an ensemble. I was going to ask that, because, like, it seemed really... It was, like, especially the weed... Because it's, like it's only a couple years after Ghostbusters, right? This is, like, kind of the next big thing after Ghostbusters. Mm. In fact, they were using that as part of the advertising campaign. It was like, it's Bill Murray up against ghosts again, but this time it's three against one. <laughs> oh, I thought, I, thought, I thought you were saying, like, they were using it like, this Bill Murray again without those losers, uh, no, Ackroyd, no, no, no. Ramis, and uh, whatever. No, but it was the first time he was kind of, not that he's on his own, he's filled with a cast full of amazing other actors, but in terms of, like, previous to this, it was always ensembles. It was like Caddyshack and Meatball. No, I know, is Meatballs before this or after this? But either way, you got Ghostbusters and and Little Shop, right? Which he throws a little uh, I saw a little love to. Actually, I, the sing along. I was I will say, ending a movie with sing along, bold choice, <laughs> very bold. But I had this moment where I almost it's only three of us here, so I, I couldn't do it. But I think if I were in a theater, I would have sang along. Oh fuck yeah! I've never seen this. If, I've never seen this in a theater. And I would fucking sing the shit out of that song. For sure. I think he's... I got caught up in the moment. I would have sang along. I feel like if someone brave like you or me started it off, everyone else would get involved. I'm going to throw this challenge out. Norm Wilner. Norm Norm tends to to listen to the episodes. Sure. When you're booking next year's uh, The Royal Screenings for Christmas time, book Scrooged, man. Sing it out. Yes. Just for that, if for no other reason, to get that sing along going. Yeah, like oh we, yes, take bets. Like, I, honestly, it would be a great moment, and that would be the part that everyone would remember. That they say, sat in a space communally at the end of a movie, not expecting to be part of a sing along. Yeah, and then doing it. Just the men, the real men. Oh, whatever. We'll be screaming. Yeah, you got to sing over and over again and just put a little place in your heart. Yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm on board. I hope it happens. I would go to that screening. Well, yeah. it's up to Norm Muller. Come on, Norm. Oh, I will champion it. I can't... I, I, I have no idea the criteria he picks, but it's like... This year they did Elf? I want to say they did Elf. They always do a Christmas movie. We'll make it happen. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. Good, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing this. Yeah, any us. final thoughts? No, I'm, but thank you for sharing the movie with, with me. I probably never would have watched it if not for you. I'm and just I'm relieved that you guys liked it. Uh, I, I know that I said that I was not looking forward necessarily to see it. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. You on- did. Okay, you said that? I said that I, I didn't have high expectations for the movie, and then we were talking about doing a different movie. And then when you suggested this, I was game, but I was a little like, really, of all the Christmas movies I gotta watch, is this one? And I gotta say, I'm happy I did. Yay! Yeah. yeah. No, it was good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, if you guys had hated the movie, it would change our friendship forever. <laughs> have you ha- had people who have hate- been like, oh, oh, no, 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 that have hated it? Hated this movie? It. Not this movie, but just films in general? Yeah, it's not always a love fest on the podcast. You know, it's, uh, I think we get pretty real about certain things, especially when you're talking about the datedness of certain things that get icky or, oh, or weird. Yeah. But it's like, we did um, one of my favorite episodes to record anyway was when we did 1941, which is a Spielberg movie, which is not a good movie. And we had fun just destroying that movie. It's funny because I've listened to a lot of episodes of this podcast. I didn't hit, yeah, haven't hit that one, though. 1941. And that one is you can watch without having seen the movie. I, yeah. think, I don't think it'll spoil it for you. So, yeah. So, we, we I think we try to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. 
you know, we, we allow for every opinion you can have. I love it. Wow. Have me back. I like to well, have you back. And I really do really like this setup. The like screening setup. Not a bad place to watch movies. No, it's, it's awesome. fantastic. It's so cool. Is this where you watch movies with your family or do you watch it on the TV? Oh, mostly in here. Really? Yeah, the only That's time. So cool. Yeah, I'll, if I'm lazy, sometimes I'll stay in the house. But now I've able I got the internet working out here nicely, so I can even watch Netflix out here. It's great. It, you know, awesome. and it makes movies I think one of the reasons I'm going to, I've never met your kids, so I'm going to just tell you what I think about them. Yes. Uh, one of the reasons, uh, <laughs> why I, uh, I, they must like movies though, is that you make it an event, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, it's like you go to like a screening room to watch movies, you know, at least closer to the way they were intended to be viewed than it than makes TV. you. I, I find what I like about it is it kind of makes you pay attention to them more than because I find if I watch a movie in the house on just the regular TV, it's like I'll probably pull my laptop out. I'll probably where I've been here. I feel like phone. yeah, I feel like it's so big that I'm like I gotta pay attention to it. It's trumping me right now. Yeah, but yeah. The kid, even even my son can like get out here on his own and set it up by himself now. Oh sweet! So he'll I'll come home some days and he'll be out here watching. Whatever. When he's a teenager, it'll be different. Yeah, it's going to smell like pot in here. <laughs> yeah. You're like, um, what are you watching there? Uh, whatever. What's that mean? Half-baked. He already, now he comes out here to play video games. His mom doesn't like him playing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's game the system that way. <laughs> uh, so much fun. Yeah. It's fun. That's Build right. your screening rooms, people. Yeah, Those right. are things that make you happy. That's right. All right, well, Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and post-holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate. Yeah, um, and if you're offended by someone saying Merry Christmas, that's totally your prerogative to feel offended. That's okay. But I, yeah. I think I, I, I like to think most people understand I'm just giving you a holiday greeting. And if you don't celebrate any holidays, then love people anyway. Yeah. That's a nice thing to do. You know do. what? Every day, whether you have an old blanket in your closet. Here we go. Get <laughs> you, uh, just do it and you'll get addicted to the feeling. <laughs> and you're going to crave it every day. That's right. Crave it every day. <laughs> and then you're going to kiss a solid gold dancer. That's right. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks for coming over. Thanks. Thanks. Let's all go to the... Thanks for joining us for Scrooged. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby together.